Hey, Gal Pal Nation, are you ready for football? It's time for some two-a-days, where each NFL team is broken down by experts to get you ready for game day. Everything you need to know, and a few tips to impress the pickiest of football fans. Now, your host, the sports gal pal herself, Ramona Rice. All right, gals and pals, this is my two-a-day series where we're breaking down each NFL team to get you ready for game day. And with me today is 49ers superfan from Next Fan Up, Charlie. Charlie, welcome to Sports Gal Pal. Hello, how's it going? It's great. Okay, so um, your team, (laughs) if we look at a roster from last year and we look at a roster from this year, I doubt many people would recognize anybody. My God. It's like the great exodus uh, out of the Golden Gate area. What's up? It's been crazy. I mean, some of these losses we've we've seen coming, you know, such as Patrick Willis and uh, Justin Smith has been coming for, you know, three years. We felt like he was going to retire after every offseason. But, yeah, the surprises being Chris Borland, uh, Anthony Davis, and, you know, the – the Alden Smith loss was was absolutely huge, and now we look over on the other side of the uh, outside linebacker starting position, and our four-year starter, Ahmad Brooks, is now in legal issues as well. Yeah, I just um, I know Ahmad Brooks not personally, but he went to the same squad did the University of Virginia. So when I saw the um, news today, because it literally just broke today or last night. And um, I, I was just like, wow, it, it just shocked and just going, oh, I hope that gets cleared up very quickly for you guys and for him and for everybody involved. Absolutely. So, yeah, but I- we do have another outside linebacker from Virginia by the name of Eli Harold that had his first sack against Dallas uh, on Sunday. Is- so. Awesome. Can I tell you how awesome that kid is? I miss him so much. I was so upset when he decided to declare for the draft. He is ridiculous. He is the steal of the draft. You are going to love him. Um, He is absolutely, without a doubt, one of the best college players I have ever seen in person. He is absolutely phenomenal. Awesome. Now, man, you got me pumped. I don't even need to say anything about how he... uh... (laughs) Was able to defeat a blocker and, and sack, uh, what, the Cowboys' third QB. But, man, that's, uh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, no, I wish you, if you got a chance to see him, you know, they played, um, you know, Virginia football has not been good the last couple of years, and it's not for lack of talent on the field. We've got great players. Unfortunately, I think it's coaching decisions and play calling that have been the real issues for Virginia. And one of the things is that Eli Harrell, I mean, he just, he, he just stops the run. He's just phenomenal. I'm I'm so excited. I completely I know that he was over there, but I didn't think we would be able to bring him up. So yeah, he is ridiculous and I think he's probably gonna get some starting time, so at least he should. Yep. I, I like Blessing him. in disguise. Blessing yeah. in disguise. So he's really good. I think I think you guys will like him. So let's talk about um again and a huge coaching change. Um I'd love to hear your Ow. take on it because from the outside I am not a forty ers fan. Um I think mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh is a great coach and the great mm-hmm. um University of Michigan is saying thank you uh, very much for releasing him so he can go to Ann Arbor. Um, and Ohio State Buckeyes are going, what the heck? Why? Um, so, you know, exactly. how do you feel about it? Well, you know, when it first happened, and when all actually really the rumor started, the, the last offseason, 2013 offseason of uh, the Niners would have, Trade or there was rumors that they were trying to trade him to the Cleveland Browns, 
And then it just got worse and worse and worse, and the rumors kept on perpetuating. Um, and I, I really was just dreading, you know, any of that being true. And then we, we found out it was true. So at first I was just very, very frustrated with the ownership being Jed York and uh, Trent Balky. But the more information that's came out since Jim Harbaugh has become um, the head man there in Ann Arbor, the Michigan man, it seems like he's just difficult to work with. And he's the perfect guy to turn an organization around. Look at what he did at San Diego State. Look at what he did for Stanford. Made them into an instant competitor. And look at what he did for us. You know, the Niners, the year he got there on a strike-shortened season in 2011, got a right to the NFC Championship game, and a Kyle Williams fumble away from a Super Bowl appearance. Um, I mean, even going to 2012, we're a, we're a fade pattern to Crabtree away from um, a Super Bowl, the biggest Super Bowl comeback of all time that would be, regardless of whether the lights fell out or not, or fell off, turned off or not. And then uh, just a barely about four inches that got tipped by uh, Richard Sherman there in the 2013 championship game. So, I mean, he was, he was so close, but he wasn't able to get us over the hump. And he was just wearing on the organization, wearing on players. Um, if, if you want a great case in point, I believe about a month and a half ago, he was on Colin Cowherd's show on ESPN. And let me tell you, it was, you know, listening to that interview was like listening to Nails on a Chalkboard. Just terrible, terrible uh, awkwardness and standoffish almost to a point. And uh, I think that really rubbed on players after a while. Um, some of the guys who left the organization, the Frank Gores, the Mike Crabtrees of the bunch, those were guys who were, who were kind of Harbaugh supporters. So that's the biggest loss. And, you know, Frank Gore, Crabtree, I think we got an upgrade with uh, Tory Smith. But that's the biggest loss. And now there's just so much positivity with Jim Tomsula. Um, you know, we, we hear a, a lot of positive things coming out of camp. Do we hear it out of every camp? Yes. So I do take it a little bit of a, as a grain of salt, but all of the things that Harbaugh seemed to come short in, Jim Tomsula is the exact opposite. Those are his strengths. You know, being personable, the players love him up and down the roster. Um, you know, so we'll see. Does that translate to wins? I don't know. But that's why we're here previewing the 2015 NFL season. Yeah, that I was exactly going to ask you that. I mean, it's great that it's a love fest over in San Francisco. That's that's <laughs> fantastic. Um, it doesn't mean you're going to win. It doesn't. It doesn't. But I'll tell you, there's there's two players whom the season, um, you know, really hinges on. Is is Colin Kaepernick going to take a step up, um, and is Navarro Bowman going to be able to come back? Um, I don't know if you guys saw the first three um, first three plays against the Dallas Cowboys last Sunday. But Navarro Bowman was in on every single play. And if we're able to get that type of production from Navarro Bowman, um, you know, we're going to be a tough defense. Um, and then same thing with, uh, with Colin Kaepernick. If Kaepernick is able to take a step forward, you know, go through his progressions, which means, you know, look at one receiver. If he's not open, go to the next, go to the third. And then if it's not that run, then, um, you know, we're going to be a good team. And a lot of people are counting us out. And it's almost like the mental psyche of it. So if you're, if you're a good team, all the, all the teams that play you that maybe haven't gotten to the mountaintop yet are going to bring their best game versus you, so, such as Seattle. Every time a person, a team plays Seattle, they have that, that uh, 
uh, game highlighted on their schedule. So they're the hunted. They're always going to get their best uh, best effort from the opposing team. Right now, the Niners, everyone is overlooking us, and that's a that's dangerous for this type of. Uh, you know, really, it's still a lot of veteran uh, are on the uh, veterans are on this roster, and there's a whole lot of talent. So. I really hope a lot of people do overlook us, and the fact that since this Dallas game, um, a lot of national pundits are, are starting to talk about us again, I kind of wish they wouldn't. You know, I want to be that undercover team. Now, let's talk about your division for a minute. You are arguably, I'm just going to say, you are in the toughest division in the NFC. Some would argue in the entire league. I'm not going to say that because you also play what I believe is the toughest division in the league. Um with the AFC North, but let's talk about the NFC West for a minute. That division is ridiculously hard. That rivalry between San Francisco and Seattle has been probably the best rivalry in football, in my opinion, the last couple of years. Because if you look at some of the other rivalries, they've been really one-sided. You guys have been just like banging heads, you know, two young quarterbacks. Um, A lot of the players play together in college or against each other. It's just a really good rivalry. Are you guys going to still be able to compete against the Seahawks? Um, that, I mean, it all comes back to Navarro Bowman and, and, uh, Kaepernick, you know, I mean, same, same questions that need to be answered. Um, you know, the Seahawks are probably still the class of this division going into, uh, 2015. I can't see them not winning the division, but it, it all comes down to, um, can, can the Niners be that second place team to squeak into the playoffs? I know that's crazy to say after this off season that we've had, but Trent Baalke is, uh, the Niners GM has had the most draft picks since 2011 out of any NFL team. So there's a lot of talent on this team that's, that's been drafted. They're cheap talent, um, you know, because of the new rookie wage scale. Um, you know, when you draft a bunch of players such as, like, the Seattle Seahawks did, you're able to get um, get, a, get a bunch of good players under your salary cap. So um, Niners are, are very much primed. It's just do all of these draft picks that uh, Balky has made over the last three years, four years, do they pan out, you know, and, um, yeah, it, it all comes down to, uh, to you know, are the Rams going to take a step forward? I don't know. I heard uh, Jared on your podcast uh, this last week, and he's he's right. His Rams have, have had a, a great offseason, and with a new quarterback, who knows, they could take a step forward and, and end up making the playoffs and pushing the Niners down to third or fourth in the division. I do like the Rams. I hate to say it. I'm glad you kind of listened to that because, again, um, obviously I'm biased because they have arguably the greatest um, football player Virginia's ever produced, and that is Chris Long. Um, and he's a monster, and he's healthy, and he looks really good. Um, and they've got some other key – that defense is just phenomenal. And I think with Foles in there, um, they look really, really good. It doesn't mean that you know San Francisco can't compete. It's just I think it's because the team looks so different from the outside that we're just like, what are we expecting? And you know, it just because it doesn't feel the same. It's not the same. It can't be the same. No matter even if they just keep the same things Harbaugh was doing as far as field play and and how he you know in schemes and things like that, it's still different. It just feels different. And so it's almost like. And there's been so much other stuff going on, and maybe it's because I'm on the East Coast. I, I don't know. I just feel like I haven't really seen anything. I, I'm not sure what to expect from you guys. You're the one yeah, team that I'm just a lot like, of what, what? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, I could I could see us being, I'd probably say our ceiling's probably a 10-win team, and our floor could be a 4-win team. You know, and after the offseason we had, would I be surprised either way? Or, I mean, with a 4-win uh uh, floor, yeah, I, I don't think I would be surprised at all. 
Um, but, I mean, with the 10-win team, with the talent that, that I know is still exists on this roster, um, you know, with guys like Eli Harold, Corey Lemonnier, um, you know, yeah, could we still end up being a 10-win a, a team? Absolutely. But um, a lot of things are going to have to roll our way. Right, let's look outside of your division. You, again, like I mentioned before, you play arguably, in my opinion, the toughest division in football, the AFC North. you you got to get through that gauntlet, too. <laughs> I mean, you know, the odds, I'm looking at your schedule right now. I mean, you know, you open up, you know, versus the Vikings, and you have to go play at, at Pittsburgh. Um, you know, you still you have to play the Packers, you know, the Jets, which arguably uh, – who knows what's happening with the Jets? I'm not worried about them. But you have to, you know, the Ravens come to town, and then you have to go. You play what the Falcons? Eh, you know, I just I'm looking at this going. It's not an easy road, Charlie. It is not an easy. I think road. we'll win. I think we'll win in week ten, though. I, I got that pencil in for a win easily. No, no problem. That's that's our bye week, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I was doing the math. I'm like, wait a minute, this must be the bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, really, that's a gauntlet the first four weeks. You know, the upstart Vikings, the Steelers, although they lost uh, they lost their second wide receiver, uh, Martavius Bryant, to a four-game suspension. They've also lost Le'Veon Bell uh, to a two-game suspension, so they're not going to have him. And then we go over to the, uh, the Cardinals. You know, in week three, we play in Arizona. Um, they picked uh, Mike Iopati off our roster um, to help shore up their offensive line. Well, he's, he's out six to eight weeks, so he might not even be healthy for that. And then along with uh, Massey's uh, suspension, um, their offensive line is, is patchwork at best. Um, so, you know, we, we could be able to take a couple teams by surprise. Um, but, I mean, then we go to, to uh, the Packers, and, yeah, not to mention they've lost Jordy Nelson with, a, with an ACL. Um, and even going back to our first game, um, the Vikings lost Phil Lodeholt, their, uh, their right tackle to an ACL. So, you know, our first four games are very daunting, but we do have a lot of key players within those opponents that are, uh, aren't going to play. Yeah, that's very true. And I completely forgot about, I, I can't believe I forgot about Bell's suspension because I've been so focused on some certain other AFC person's four game suspension. <laughs> I'm not going to mention him on this podcast because you don't play him. And I don't want to talk about him. Um, you know, yeah, but it, looking at your schedule, you really don't – There, I mean, there technically are no real cupcakes in the NFL. I mean, any team can be very good. But I'm looking going, yours is not the easiest, Charlie. This is not the easiest road to a wild card, if that's what you're anticipating. No, definitely not. Um, it's a it's a tough road, but you know, like I say, boom or bust. You know, I can see I can see four wins on the schedule. I can see I can see ten. You know, if if uh, they're able to, you know, Cap Staple take a step forward and actually get some pass protection. He was the most sacked quarterback with 53 sacks last year, and if he's able to get some pass protection, who knows? I mean, he can get into a rhythm, and then. You know, he could do to the Packers what he's done every other meeting he's had with the Packers. He kind of owns them, you know. And so uh, are we due for a loss to the Packers? Probably. But if Cap does the same thing he did the last three times we played the Packers, it's it's not going to be pretty for them. All right, Charlie, if Galpine Nation wants to talk more 49ers with you during the season, where can they go? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at my uh, Twitter handle at the Charlie Smith because I'm Bain. <laughs> so it's at the C-H-A-R-L-Y-S-M-I-T-H. 
And you can also hear him on Next Fan Up. It is a great podcast, and it's on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Next Fan Up. You can also follow Next Fan Up on Twitter at NFU Podcast. Um, all the links to Charlie and Next Fan Up are going to, of course, be on my show notes at blogtalkradio.com forward slash sportsgalpal. And again, all the guys have suddenly started following me. We've all been bantering back and forth. Um, it's a love fest between Sitco and myself because of our Eagles. Um, I'm not sure if the Cowboys guy even wants to acknowledge my existence anymore. So, you know, you can always see what the boys are talking about with me here in Galpal Nation. And Charlie, again, thanks so much for coming on. I wish you much luck. Um, you know, you don't face my Eagles unless it's um, the pack, uh, unless it's the playoffs, so you can go undefeated if you like. I'm perfectly okay with that. Just as long as you beat the Giants. <laughs> That's really important. Yeah, I think I think we can get the Giants in week five. Should be able to. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's do that. Let's put that on the priority list. Okay, and again, it's Charlie Charlie, the 49ers fan. Thanks so much for coming on. All right. Thank you, Ramona. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal Podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.